Hello everyone, what is up? Welcome once again to the Jason Ronka Podcast. Today we talk about Ozark from Netflix, Season 1, Episode 7. The title of this one is The Nest Box, the Nest Box or just Nest Box actually. Uh, this is now Episode 7. We have 10 episodes per season in Ozark. And so, you know, as we get towards the end... I do have some high expectations. The show has been good so far, but um, as you know, actually every TV show just it it gets more intense. It gets better towards the end, towards the last few episodes. So let's see, you know, let's see how good Ozark is gonna be uh, in this in its last few episodes of the first se- season. I am gonna start this review by saying spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert because as usual we are gonna go into a deep dive uh, on this episode. This is a review and a recap and also towards the end we are going to go to the all-important Jace ratings. This is my overall score for the episode and we will compare that to the scores given by Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and Metacritic. So let us do it. Before we start, please do support my podcast. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. Also, the best way you can support us is please give us a direct donation via PayPal. This will be a very big help for us. Any amount would do. The PayPal donate link is in the description page of this episode. So Mason the pastor does not end the construction of the church and uh, so Marty immediately went to his house. Marty and the Snells actually arrive at the same time. Uh, Presumably the Snells would already kill Mason's uh, wife Grace at that time. Uh, Fortunately Marty came at you know around the same time so it was it was a it was a clutch move by marty to dissuade the snells from killing uh his wife marty hands over the last seven hundred thousand dollars of the cash of the cartel darlene was really scary on this scene uh, she was all smiles on Grace and she even gave her some pregnancy advice. She went at the sh- sort of behind Grace and rubbed her shoulders. It was uh, it was such a sweet gesture for someone who would not even bat an eyebrow to murder a pregnant woman for, for this drug business that they have. Marty and Mason spoke as to why the church uh, could not be constructed. At first, Marty gave um, Mason sort of, you know, excuses and really BS excuses, you know, BS reasons. And then finally, when none of those uh, excuses and BS reasons worked, he told the pastor that the truth, actually, that the Snells are drug dealers and they want him to resume services on the lake because they distribute heroin on the lake during his Sunday service. And so, you know, of course, the, the pastor went to the Snells and uh, confronted them. They, of course, admitted to him the truth that, yeah, we're, yeah, you know, we're distributing drugs on your Sunday service. You know, these these are evil people. I mean, they, 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 they have no problem killing, killing this pastor and even his wife, even 
uh, if they become sort of real obstacles in their business. Uh, however, what they did here is they uh, they actually told Mason that Marty was just constructing constructing the church, not because he's such a spiritual religious person, but it's a way for him to launder some money. Um, understanding the claims of Marty uh, of his you know philanthropy is fake. Mason actually burns down the building framework of the church. They actually had the funniest scene in the entire series so far in this episode. Uh, so what happened was the teacher in Jonah's class, this is apparently the first day of school. It's um, Jonah and Charlotte and even even the Wyatts, you know. Uh, they're gonna. It's their first day of school. They had a scene where the Wyatts are like preparing to go to school, and so during this, you know, first day in class, the teacher in uh, in Jonah's class was handing out quote unquote contracts, which um, I I believe it says something like drugs are the most destructive force in America today. Uh, and then Jonah said he does not want to sign anything that he does not completely believe in. With <laughs> you know with with, you know, sort of weird expressions on the faces of the students and even the teachers. And then he said, he, he basically gave a rant. He said something about, you know, th- that drugs help the economy. There was even a theory where a theory where in uh, drug money sort of saved the world economy from total collapse. Because as you know, during the financial crisis of 2008, you know, the stocks went down all over the world, actually. And even the real estate industry all went down. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, first of all, I don't know the validity of of Jonah's argument, but it was it was really such a funny scene. And of course, because of this, Marty and Wendy were called at the principal's office. You know, uh, because of their children. You know, both of their children apparently did not have a a good first day in school uh, here in Ozark. Uh, <laughs> by the way, also the, the principal said something like. Two or three other children refused to sign because of Jonah. Um, apparently, she she planned to take a bus to Chicago uh, before Ruth and Wendy catched up with her and, of course, brought her back. I actually didn't like this scene. It felt like a waste of time. I, I did like the scene after this where Wendy and Charlotte brought, brought Ruth to the prison and they even waited for her to finish her her uh, conversation with her father after talking to her father ruth was obviously distraught even if she couldn't share you know their conversation to them uh because you know what they were talking about was in fact murdering murdering marty bird and stealing his eight million dollars actually the the father of ruth uh kade langmore again as I mentioned in my previous episode review. By the way, all of my reviews of Ozark, it's going to be in the description page on this episode. Cade, uh, Cade Langmore is such a scary character. I researched a little bit about the actor. His name is Trevor Long in real life. He is he looks like a decent, good person in real life. Uh, just, just a regular guy. But if once he is playing this Cade Langmore character is truly scary like like looking at his eyes you know he's gonna kill you 
Um, so Cade Langmore, the father of Ruth, actually told her not to visit him again. Don't visit. Don't visit me again until you kill Marty. So again, very very scary. Another interesting storyline we have here is the real estate agent that uh, Wendy works with and the real estate agent's mother. Um, apparently, the mother has some stacked uh, money uh, on her. I think maybe it's probably life savings, something like that. It is valued, I think, at $900,000. So it's obviously a lot of money. Marty was able to convince the mother to invest in his quote-unquote fund. However, the real estate agent and her mother had a argument and the agent finally revealed to her mother that Marty is the husband of his property stager, Wendy, whom the mother really does not like, Wendy. And then, of course, the, the, you know, the argument went, went on and, and let them, led them outside of the house. And shockingly, the mother was hit by a garbage truck. I think it killed her. I mean, it, I mean, it definitely killed her. It looks like it was a great scene. It, it was a great violent scene. And I mean, again, what a tragedy and what, what, a, what, a, what an unexpected scene, by the way. Anyway, um, another storyline we have is, of course... Roy and Uncle Russ. Roy actually convinces Russ to try starting a bait and tackle shop with Marty as an investor. Roy also convinces Russ to say he will not be involved in any more attempts to murder Marty. Um, I'm starting to get bored actually with this storyline. Um, I don't know what like why are they gonna start a bait and tackle shop? Um, maybe it's because just you know the the overall theme of this show is about business. So even this couple has a you know they're aspiring to do a startup business, or maybe Roy is just uh, finding a way to get close to Marty Bird. You know, I mean, if they become, if Marty Bird becomes an investor to them, he's obviously going to get close to them. Um, I have no idea how this Roy Uncle Russ storyline slash relationship will play out. I am also not 100% sure if Roy has real feelings for Russ or if he is just using him, or maybe it's both. And then, you know, after returning home, Charlotte goes for a night swim. Ignoring his father's advice to stay near the shore, she actually swam quite far into the lake as Marty and Wendy argue inside. Marty and Wendy finally had their uh, blow-off argument about Wendy's cheating. This show is uh, more intellectual than emotional. Even the scene, which is one of the more emotional scenes that they had in the series, uh, this is the scene where Marty, where Marty basically told Wendy that she broke his heart, you know, by by cheating with him, uh, with a with a freaking older man with Sugarwood. Um, but even this scene, you know, where they're talking about that, the cheating and all that, it's not that much of a cry fest or a shouting fest. Now, I think some people may not find that realistic, but there are couples like these, couples that are not that emotional, especially amongst, you know, intellectual, sort of intellectual white-collar people. 
Uh, of course, we know Marty is in the financial world, and Wendy uh, used to work in the political world. So, yeah, there are f- people like this in the real world who are uh, not that emotional. Uh, it's rare that there's people like this who, you know, sort of get married. Usually, one is more emotional than the other. So, and you know, obviously, this is a big thing. It's a cheating. Uh, it's a cheating issue, and so it should have led. Uh, to a more emotional, you know, uh, again, cry fest, shouting fest scene. That is obviously the more realistic thing to happen. However, me as a someone who is not really that big of a fan of, you know, emotional and uh, crying scenes and shouting scenes, I actually appreciated that they really sort of... Um, they they really package the show as really more more intellectual and there's not a lot of overly emotional overly you know melodramatic scenes but again i realized i realized the fact that you know a couple fighting about cheating even if they are super intellectual and you know white collar people they will probably have a, a, a much more emotional uh, argument uh th- than what marty and wendy had here Initially, I thought that it was super irresponsible for Marty and Wendy to let a Charlotte take a swim in the lake. I mean, for God's sake, she planned to run away and take a bus to Chicago to, you know, live who knows where and do who knows what. Clearly, she is emotionally unstable at this point. Uh, they did not show... Uh, or they did show a couple of scenes in in past episodes uh, of actually Charlotte swimming. She has, you know, um, some some gear and professional looking swimming gear. Although they never mentioned it in the show, I think she might be a sort of a student athlete. Maybe she is a swimmer. Um, if your child is a swimming a swimmer, if that is his or her sport. Uh, drowning is probably not a big concern for for the parents, but what should be a big concern for Marty and Wendy and for actually everyone in the world, even everyone in the real world, is the mental health of everyone, mental health of the people around us and our own mental health. Um, because what happened here is uh, Charlotte nearly allowed herself to drown and i was i was actually scared for her um i thought she was gonna die but you know what happened was charlotte actually touched the bottom of the lake and she you know again after almost drowning she giddily makes her way back to the shore she sort of sort of jumped up into the shore um i think in the show this symbolizes how she has now um overcame or overcome her depression they do this a lot in fiction, by the way. Try to notice it the next time you watch a movie or a TV show or read a novel. Uh, a character will have a symbolic death and rebirth, um, implying how they are now, you know, they are now stronger than who they were yesterday. Again, it's a, symb- it's a symbolic death and a symbolic rebirth. Before we continue, once again, please do support my podcast. Give us a five-star rating 
on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. Also, the best way you can support us is please give us a direct donation via PayPal. This will be a very big help for us. Any amount would do. Our PayPal donate link is in the description page of this episode. All in all, I, all in all, I liked how they started this episode. It was immediately intense. The storyline of the pastor is quite interesting. He is a devout servant of God and really wants to do good for people. However, knowing that his Sunday service is a is a way for this uh, syndicate to distribute drugs puts him in a big dilemma, a spiritual dilemma, no less. I'm also excited how they would, you know, I'm excited how they would conclude this storyline. I have no idea where the Russ and Roy storyline is going, but of course, um, it might be paid off with either Roy is truly in love with with Russ or he is just uh, using him. The tr- the Jonas scene truly made me laugh. So far, only I would say only the Sopranos, Game of Thrones, and Ozark are the only dramas that made me truly laugh out loud. Again, I didn't like the Charlotte trying to run away to Chicago singing. I think there is a better way to show her depression. Uh, but I did like the final scene where Charlotte nearly drowned but kicked upwards and you know got back to shore. Uh, this is a uh, this is a good symbolic rebirth scene for Charlotte, but her depression wasn't really set up very well in previous episodes. Um, it was just, um, I would say, ignited by Zach having his way with her and leaving the next day without calling or even or even texting. Uh, again, I think since this episode is a mixed bag of scenes that I liked and a few that I didn't like. I'd give this episode a J's ratings of 68%. IMDB gave this episode a score of 8.1 out of 10. Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes, if you have listened to my previous reviews, they did not give specific scores to each episode of Ozark, but they scored the entire Season 1, so Metacritic gave it a score of 6.6, or not 6.6, but 66 out of 100. And the users or the audience of Metacritic gave it a score of 8.2 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a score of 70%, and the audience of Rotten Tomatoes gave a score of 92%. Thank you very much for listening to the episode. For more reviews of Ozark episodes, please follow or subscribe to my podcast. Thank you again for listening. See you on the next episode. I love you all. Bye-bye.